0: search seaman dreamcast and you can see the image and it's just that was they made a game (laughs) with that it's like a fish with like a 30 year old dude's face oh i can see it now oh no
1: Welcome to Double Issue. I'm Daniel.
0: My name is Quentin.
1: It is. That's a true fact. And this is a fiction podcast. Quentin and I are writing superhero short stories, and we share them with you every other week. And every other week, like this week, we build the world through a little conversation or through like some games or whatnot. And so this week, we're going to be talking about the Mar... Oh, wait. In the notes you've written barfians 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 that seems like a mistake so it's supposed to be martians and more importantly each this week
0: since we're doing the follow-up uh this was going to be a direct sequel to the martian timeline and then we started that and uh <laughs> it kind of fell apart very shortly
1: <laughs> maybe there's some audio in there we can save I don't know. We had trouble.
0: Yeah, it was, it was rough. We started getting into what seasons were like on Mars and <laughs> uh, what kind of currency they use there and it wasn't good to listen to No, or say.
1: But we're doing a follow up to it by doing this episode yeah. and hopefully it's more better. Yeah. Before we start, do you have any
0: exciting news from your week? Mm-hmm. Not really. I started Final Fantasy 15. Oh, sounds like a commitment. Oh. Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? Maybe a gun? I don't know. (laughs) Oh. I'm scared. BRV. Okay. Well, that's weird. Oh, what's up? I don't know. (laughs) No. Just ambiguous danger now. (laughs) If you hear more and it sounds like they're closer, I got shot for looking out the window (laughs) (laughs) and being a potential witness. Like. I didn't see anyone with a gun or anything. Oh. There was like another person. I saw someone across the way, like step outside and be like, "What's going on?"
1: <laughs> was it like really close to you?
0: I, I mean, I can't tell gunshot noises. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
1: I just meant like directionally. Like, was it like?
0: Yeah, it sounded like it was right out in the courtyard outside my window. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea if it was that close because I. I really don't know how loud a gunshot is compared to where I am. Yeah. So that's that. I started Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> bang! Bang! <laughs>
1: they just really don't like Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> um, nothing too exciting. But I went on a camping trip last night, so that was fun. Just like for one overnight, though I forgot to take a Dutch oven, so I couldn't make cobbler. So I came home, got showered, and I made cobbler here. Mm. So that was my lunch. And that's the most exciting thing I've done. Cool. Well, I think we've got some little bits. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Little bits. Daniel's little bits. Do you want to start us off?
0: Sure. Daniel, I summon you to the court of timeline canonicity. <laughs> Evidence A. My story in episode three for reflections. Mm-hmm. Part of the title is Spell Squadron, issue 23. Okay. All right? Keep that in your mind. Roughly one issue a month. Uh-huh. It's been going about two years. Okay. Then we get to Voids, which sets up your story in Voids, sets up that Cult of Hecate was beginning to become a thing. They don't know what it is. I will quote the part here. We need to learn a little more about this cult before we turn their headquarters into a crater. We don't know who they are, what they want, or if they have other locations. Blowing them up would force them deeper underground. Mm -hmm. Further evidence, 31, episode Amy, we established a sort of timeline. Because of your thing, we determined that Cult of Hecate Big Event would have to happen after Amy disappears. Yeah. After Amy disappears, we have three events. (laughs) Zombie City, Hecate, and Landslides. And we put Hecate in between the two at 2017. Okay? Okay. So how can it be (laughs) that it's been two years since Spell Squadron rebooted after a period of time where they cooled off after the end of the cult of Hecate? And be current day. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: So... First, in the Aegis story, well, in the Void's Dream story, Dream Hilde said they needed to learn more about them. So it's possible that just Aegis didn't know very much about them? And maybe Spell Squadron already had a couple run-ins and knew who they were. And then, as far as the event timeline, hmm, could it just be that Spell Squadron met up with Hecate at an earlier date and that the Hecate event is a different... Event?
0: Mm, I don't know. Because I was thinking, like, I didn't say anything during the timeline episode, mm. but I do think it can't go there, <laughs> like the big, the big event. Because it's been a while that Spell Squadron has been back together,
1: and they had a break in there.
0: So what I was wondering as a possible solution, maybe have <laughs> Cult of Hecate happen before Amy disappears. Okay. The part where it mentions like, we don't know who they are. That's just dream weirdness. Yeah. But it can still be reminiscent of an actual event where they were trying. I mean, we could just retcon it, (laughs) but it could be instead of the beginnings of Hecate Colt, maybe Mm -hmm. cleaning up the ends of Hecate Colt is where they find Belphegor. Okay. That was a possible solution I thought about but I'm open to other things. Um, I was just going to write a thing about Spell Squadron that I may still write at some point, but I was just trying to iron out the timeline in my head, and I was like, I don't know if this works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what if the big event that happened with Spell Squadron happened an indeterminate amount of time in the past, mm-hmm. and then there's a break, and that the second, well, I guess it's not enough time either, but I was going to say the second Cold of Hecate event is when Spell Squadron gets back together. But there hasn't been enough time
0: since that. Oh. And I mean, forget something I said. I actually named the amount of time that had passed in the Spell Squadron story. (laughs) Oh. I did not realize. How much time? John had encountered the man that had imprisoned, that had them imprisoned once five years ago at the end of the previous iteration of Spell Squadron.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: 2013. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there we go.
0: So, so still a uh, little bit before Amy disappears. Yeah. Um, And then I guess we could do the... Are you fine with it being... I I like Belphegor being related to this. Yeah. I like that tidbit.
1: I think it would work if that's...
0: Are you fine with it being like, she was actually found in like a mopping up of Cult yeah. of Hecate stuff? Yeah, that sounds good. Like a resurgence type thing? Yeah. And then it's just dream weirdness why it was stated otherwise
1: like belphagor was recon like putting that back together from like reports and history and stuff like that yeah so it was already going to be off
0: so so we can just blame it on that instead of neither of us knowing that the event happened five years ago (laughs) (laughs) and
1: because of this i'm going to be basing all subsequent stories in a dream
0: (laughs) that i can get around just in case (laughs) to to do a control f to find hecate I just typed in He-Cat, oh. the hero, you know?
1: He-Cat.
0: So this isn't about Ichivol anymore. This is about He-Cat.
1: We found it. Follow
0: up to a thing I typed just a minute ago.
1: <laughs> Ready to get into Ichival?
0: Sure. What do we know about Ichival? They are a f- fish person. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Octopus legs.
1: Yeah. Very interesting on land. Did we decide... This is part of our cut Martians background. Yeah. Did they... Did Martians adapt to being able to be on land? Or do they have yeah. air... Okay.
0: Yeah, I think air suits is too cumbersome. Yeah. They can be on land. Uh, the origins of which may be magical or technological, gene editing, I don't know. But they are able to breathe on land and underwater. They got that dual respiratory. Yeah. They've got telepathy because their mouth doesn't produce um, human speech. Yeah. It is short-range. It's based, like, only right nearby can they communicate with others in that way. Yeah.
1: I'd say it's as effective as a voice, just
0: different. Yeah. If they try to talk, it's probably like... Like a murloc in... uh, Wow. Do they still have bioluminescence on Earth? I I don't don't know why they would lose it.
1: Yeah, I think it would be okay to still have that. Yeah. They've got a bow that shoots energy, and it's passed down to them from previous owners of the bow, and it's called Ichibal, but then they take on that mantle whenever they pick up the weapon.
0: Hmm. Is this from the uh, anime Sympho gear?
1: I don't know if I've heard of
0: Symphogear. Because in that, Ichival is the Symphogear system created from a fragment of the second classified relic, Ichival. Its user is Chris Yukine, who obtained it through FINE. Its model number is SGRO2. I'm sure it's completely different, but it's weird how many things match up. Like, it's it's created from a fragment of... (laughs) another thing
1: yeah i'm watching the beginning of Symphogear, gear and i just wanted to tell you it's definitely not what i <laughs> took that inspiration
0: from uh looks like maybe the the girl is the is a weapon
1: yeah i think she
0: turns it's another one of those where girls turn into fighting weapons uh, One thing we talked about in the the lost episode <laughs> was weapons are passed down to a new holder in different ways. And I really like that and want to keep that. Oh, yeah. So I'm mentioning it here. The example is like maybe one weapon stays with a uh, a bearer until the person dies. And then that weapon goes and finds someone worthy, similar to like a green lantern ring. Mm. But another weapon is uh, like someone has it and they have to find someone that they find worthy or whatever. Or someone they want to care about or something. And pass it on to them. And maybe another weapon is like through like lineage. So they can only pass it on to people that share the same genetic code or (laughs) something like that.
1: Yeah. I like that. And it gives us a lot of leeway with each of the weapons. Like how things move down.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I just with that noted what do you think each evolve's weapon does? Hmm. It's
1: got to be something kind of interesting. Well, so wait. The current Ichival, Did we determine that he is? Did we determine that the new uh, that the current Ichival is newer since artificial invasion?
0: I don't know. Uh, I think you mentioned some at some point wanting Ichival and Hildi to be training together, and I think you oh, mentioned it yeah. one way as like Ichival training Hildi or something. Yeah. But I think. I thought maybe it would be nice if there was a new Ichivol around when Hildy was around and she was kind of showing them the ropes. Yeah. But I also think maybe somewhere we determined <laughs> an Ichivol died. Yeah. <laughs> I think and I, I don't know where that is in all the cracks of our universe.
1: <laughs> so what if with the Ichivol bow it's something like a test of pure heart or something. Uh, maybe there's some time in there where each the new one, the current one, can't really use their powers because the they don't fully understand it yet. But they've been already chosen or something. Mm-hmm. You could make some time in there where they're still working through it. And, but okay. no matter what happened, by the time that our universe kind of picks up, he's on Aegis. So he must. So they must be doing pretty good. Like they must have. Master their powers and yeah
0: so let's go with tentatively (laughs) they uh were kind of new right before artificial insurrection
1: well actually there's a lot of leeway in there because it could even be like five ten years before artificial insurrection i guess so so we could say he's keep saying he but it's not right um we could say they're the newest iteration but they've been around for a good okay. chunk of time. Yeah. And that would give us some leeway with some of the stuff we wanted to cover, but also it wouldn't conflict with anything current. Okay. So I, I think I like that.
0: All right. Yeah, that makes sense. So you want to go with a regular old boring pure of heart story.
1: <laughs> so I say pure of heart. I think maybe that's just like the colloquial way to say it, but like each of all isn't isn't motivated by making themselves stronger or anything like that.
0: Hmm. What kind of test do you think it has, or does it choose the person, or...
1: What if, for this one, the bow can just know after it's around somebody long enough whether or not it likes them? Maybe it's like checking them out psychically or something like that. But the way Ichival's have done it in the past is go out and find a couple of apprentices, and they keep them on for a while until the bow chooses one. That way they have a backup.
0: Oh, so it's not determined after death?
1: Or yeah, maybe they just keep a couple of apprentices.
0: I did have a thought. Yeah. What if when someone wielding each of all is dying, the bow demands that they shoot one last bolt into the air and that <laughs> bolt zooms around and finds a heart to pierce. Oh. Not like death wise, but just uh, like goes into them, and then they feel compelled to go pick up the bow or something. Because the oh apprentice one should could be interesting as well.
1: I like the situation of having apprentices for the old ichivol whether or not that's part of the actual test. Just because I think then we could have an evil Martian foil.
0: I mean, you can have an evil Martian. Like that's we have true. a lot of Martians. <laughs> we do. <laughs> There's a uh, any number of evil Just weapon bearers or something
1: drag up Froki from the depths and we're good to go yeah
0: but there there could be an interesting dynamic with uh who gets chosen and who doesn't mm. one thing i want to tap into is ichival's like ancestral memory thing yeah so it's obviously strong enough that they're okay going by the name ichival right Because I think if it weren't strong enough to have, like, an identity of the weapon, I feel like maybe they would be uncomfortable going as E2Vol each time. Mm. I haven't really thought too much about it. You you mentioned it in some story, I remember.
1: Yeah. I liked the concept that Star Trek used for... I can't think of the alien's name. Um, E2Vol. Trill. So the Trill are this alien... Or a pair of alien races... I guess. And one of their defining features is that they have hosts that are a humanoid and they get this slug brain creature inserted in them. And that gives them memories and feelings and emotions, but they're still a new person each time. So it's almost like a resource they can
0: tap into. So it's kind of like Stargate. Yeah,
1: very similar.
0: The Gaul.
1: Yeah, so I think each, each of all will still be very their own person they'll still have all their own motivations and memories
0: yeah i like i like that
1: but there's like the second person that they are intertwined with in a way yeah so what if whenever the current holder of the Ball dies the bow becomes an arrow and shoots off and it just keeps going and whoever catches it gets to become the next itchival
0: that's a little weird but sure um (laughs) (laughs) what i was gonna say is like it's kind of like uh a Robin taking over for a Batman, except also if they got all of Batman's memories. Oh, yeah. So, I guess, I guess it's very similar if he has a bunch of, or if uh, the current wielder of Ichival has a bunch of apprentices.
1: Yeah, maybe they surround themselves with apprentices so that hopefully one of them will catch
0: it. Maybe it's not, that's not necessarily in every Ichivol thing. Hmm. Like, maybe maybe there's one Ichivol that messed it up for everyone (laughs) because i could see the process going badly for an apprentice that doesn't get it or something Mm. so what if something happened on the this just this latest one that shook everything up
1: oh there's like the apprentices that are supposed to catch it and they miss and our itch of all accidentally gets it and they're not even like trained to be an apprentice
0: Oh. I was like, I didn't mean it. That's interesting. I was thinking just like one of the apprentices broke ban and one oh. of the apprentices still got it. But that's an interesting thing is a complete like unknown.
1: Yeah. One of the apprentices murders the, the old Ichival. <laughs> oh. To oh. get it. That might be too far. But then the new Ichival is technically now their boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I sense that I was murdered. <laughs> they didn't see it. Just thought it was weird how that worked out, right? So, so when that happens, you said the bow turns into an arrow.
1: Yeah. Well, we also described it. We described the bow as gauntlets, and they just like make the motion of a bow,
0: right? Uh, I can't remember what all we (laughs) decided and discarded at any point anymore. (laughs) Now,
1: so however we decided it, the weapon itself turns into like an energy bolt and takes off. Is what I was thinking.
0: Hmm, and then zooming around, and then the the hunt is on.
1: <laughs> the game's afoot. So what if, like, a bad Martian caught the arrow once, and it caused a whole bunch of trouble for the Martians? So then they're like, "Well, now whenever this weapon changes hands, we need to make sure we have a, a plan in place." But then, like, nepotism and evil kind of got into the system anyway. So when the bow passed on, the bow was like,
0: not this time. I got this.
1: And it took off for somebody else.
0: Okay. So all of the apprentices were bad. Or just... Each season of it. (laughs) 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 No, every season
1: the apprentice was bad.
0: Even celebrity? Yeah. Are you sure, though?
1: I don't know. Maybe the Arnold ones are
0: okay. Okay. So we're getting a picture of each of all his not not from the system is gonna drain the martian swamp
1: (laughs) martians live in the ocean quentin there are no swamp
0: the whole thing's a swamp if you ask me (laughs) what's an ocean but a deep swamp
1: (laughs) okay so did we want to just reuse a martian villain from a previous time do we want to do the apprentice villain?
0: For what?
1: Oh, for a villain for Ichivol.
0: Oh, they can have all of them. Oh, okay. Oh, but I, I did want to... So do you think it's similar in that, like, all of the past Ichivals are kind of, like, one voice together in the current iteration's head? Yeah. Like, they can tap into memories of different ones, and sometimes maybe those kind of surface on their own. It's kind of maybe like a mixing... With their mind,
1: yeah, I think, but you have a couple of days after you grab the arrow as you're like melding with it, and after that it's like just one person or like all the other voices are one person, and you're being added to it,
0: yeah, I just if if they are separate, I imagine in the the illustration of each mind there there's kind of two voices, like the the ancestral voice and their their thought bubbles.
1: Oh yeah, it's kind of funny if they have thought bubbles underwater because then it just looks like their their words are bubbling up. Oh,
0: I thought you meant it. It kind of looks like they're farting words. Yeah, that, that too. So if Ichivol is part of like a corrupt system, does that mean he does that mean all was not a hero before this current iteration, like a part of the heroing world?
1: Well, so I don't think this is something we need to determine anyway. I don't think the Martians were a part of the world in a wider way until the Citadel situation starts.
0: Correct. I meant after the Martians emerge, which we haven't really covered at all yet. But sometime in the superhero history timeline, Martians emerge. Mm -hmm. Ichival's not really integrated into the hero society until this current iteration, perhaps? If they're if they're the different one, yeah, because because I kind of had it in my mind that there were multiple iterations of Ichivol that were a part of like Aegis, mm. but if they were uh, kind of just a cog in a corrupt machine,
1: I could see it being more like the previous Ichivols were just more single minded on protecting Martian yeah, society, yeah, and so maybe they still participated or worked with other groups. But I think this Igival is the first one to really dig in and okay. be as active.
0: Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because I did have it in my mind before this that uh they were just kind of around in different life lives, you know? Hmm. But I'm fine with
1: this too. I mean the past evolves could have joined Aegis or other hero groups too, but maybe this current Ichival is just the one who's most positive about it or something like that.
0: I think maybe they would have had run-ins with different heroes. Ichival would have yeah. been like a, a character in the universe, but I don't think yeah. they would have been if they would have been a full, full-time full hero. Yeah. Like it seems like they are now. Yeah, I like that.
1: That does give me a little story nugget. I think Graham, the other Martian we've met in fiction, mm-hmm. they should be inspired by the new Ichivalu. So oh. like the reason they've come up to try to join a hero group.
0: Okay. See, I was wondering if there were others that uh did it before Ichivol as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, they probably are. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but Yeah. So for a group of villains, the truth seekers. Oh. they're the three apprentices that were supposed to be inheriting Ichivol. They're seeking the true heir to Ichivol, as in they want to kill this Eichivol. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Uh, Their other villain that we know of already is Welbert F. Guns All Over.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah! So we gotta make sure to put them on the list. Yeah. Another villain for Ichival, Captain Nemo. I was just thinking of the stereotypical, like, guy that lives in a submarine and just mm-hmm. randomly attacks the Martians. Oh, yeah. But I thought it'd be good to have a villain where Ichival could kind of shake a tentacle and be like, nemo
0: oh
1: <laughs> we've kind of got an origin
0: yeah do we want to explore that a little more or maybe some of their early heroing days or something
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say so they come up at some point.
0: point oh uh, uh, one 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 thing we did mention was the them training with hildi yeah do you think this was i don't see each of all getting straight into aegis yeah so maybe they uh they uh seek out Hilde and ask for an apprenticeship what if and then there's a team of comic <laughs> <laughs> called Hilde and itchy <laughs> yeah. I like it uh what if itchyval
1: was trying to do the superhero thing and they're still a little immature. And, like, Hildy shows them up. And so then they go out and seek her out. Like, okay, I need help.
0: They go, if you want to learn how to shoot arrows, follow me. (laughs) And they live on an island for a year. (laughs) So there was a uh, team-up comic between Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Oh. And this is kind of like a Green Lantern, Green Arrow by way of origin and power.
1: Yeah. I just realized that because of the way we're setting this up, we could have had both are training things with Hildy and Inchival, because she could have gotten some training in, like, the 80s.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. But that's too late now, because all was evil.
1: Not evil, just oh, not good. Of... They could have done evil things. <laughs> I'm just saying, they weren't inherently, like, world-destroying evil. Yeah, no,
0: no, no. I get it. That's interesting. Is there a way we could still make that happen? <laughs> I think
1: that I think it's in there somewhere,
0: but... It's kind of like a stretch now though, huh? Yeah. She gets stranded on an island and Ichivol, previous and previous version of Ichivol just happens to wander onto the island.
1: <laughs> She's uh shooting arrows at a buoy in the water and it, she misses and then old Ichivol comes out of the ocean and he has this arrow sticking out of his face and he just yeah. pull it out and it's like, Is this yours? <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, we could think on that. Yeah. And see if we could find a convincing way for that circular thing to show up. It yeah. could be Ichivol is Sparkplug's mentor, <laughs> also. So it's like a sine wave and cosine wave teaching each other.
1: I guess I did kind of like that. I did have the thought that Sparkplug gets Garth to give her pointers, but maybe that doesn't work out. And so she goes and seeks out
0: somebody else. I mean, probably she can get training from Garth, but uh if if uh Ichivol if Hildi and Ichi were a uh, a duo for a bit.
1: Yeah, that'd make more
0: then uh she might go to Vault just for like you knew my mom. What can you what info can you give me? <laughs> like what was my mom like?
1: She was piercing.
0: Oh, so then uh at some time in the future Eichivol gets passed on to another Martian and uh <laughs> Sparkplug has to help train the new Ichival. Oh man. It's so good, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I like it. I was going to say, it would just be funny whenever Sparkplug's training the next Ichivol. Like, I don't really shoot bows. (laughs) Do you need help with punching? So,
0: so I do have a question here. Why does Ichivol need trained if they've got the memories of every other Ichivol that has been, knows how to use the weapon? I was
1: thinking on that. I was thinking on that. Okay. They're like, I technically know how this is supposed to work, but like, my body doesn't know how it works yet, or...
0: Oh, uh,
1: okay. Like, the memories are for a different... They know the general idea, but for some reason, like, they don't know how the technique works with themselves, maybe? Also,
0: I wonder if there's a period of acclimation. Like, they can sense the memories, but they don't have stores of... Like, even on the tactical side... Oh, yeah. They don't have, like, instant access to all of those, like, battle stores.
1: Yeah, what if, like... Accessing those memories is kind of a strain.
0: Uh, uh, Maybe it builds up over time.
1: Yeah, but like you couldn't just get them all dumped at one time.
0: Yeah, like you've got this kind of entity floating in your brain, and you have to kind of build up pathways to it as you access it to get Mm. like speedier and speedier access to the different parts. To get speedy. Yeah. The each of all sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's cool. So even if we don't have. Hildy being trained by previous Ichival, because that one's a bit of a stretch. We could still have three generations yeah. covered into the future. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. So Hildy and Ichival were good buds for a while. One thing, uh, when I was looking through the Amy Dangerous notes, mm-hmm. I hate that we spent so long talking about who Amy dated. Oh. <laughs> That we've done with like no other character.
1: <laughs> I will accept some of the blame for that because I set up some of those relationships too, and yeah. I think that made it more of a thing. Yeah, to talk like about. I get
0: that we had already established that she and Michonne were a thing. Yeah, but I feel like even then we still like. Yeah, we went too We went for too long. That's just so this who's, is embarrassing.
1: Who's Itchyval dated? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. other Martians.
0: I don't know. Maybe there's another weapon that each of all's different memories have been intertwined with. Oh. Not like in an actual way, but like different iterations have uh, had relationships with different iterations of another weapon. Hmm. Kind of star-crossed ancestral memories that dip in and out of each other. That was a (laughs) soup of a word string.
1: I was going to say there's some words there.
0: That's an interesting concept, especially if they're not necessarily aligned with the hero agenda. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I want to say they should be a villain, but perhaps they You don't want to pull a Daniel. So Ichival until very recently stood for the system. Yeah. Uh, what if they were kind of outside of the Martian system? Like mm. they they were they were like kind of on their own uh, maybe of course long ago part of the system because every weapon was kind of deal yeah so perhaps that that's where their 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 origins of being uh into one another start but perhaps somewhere on earth they diverge and say you know the the martian system is oppressive the martian yeah. the martian weapon government thing so they're they're kind of a a rebel but I, I like the idea of them coming in contact with vol mm. and just kind of like them touching vol activates old memories that kind of try to take over and be like, I remember you like kind of a, a love-hate relationship, the, the good memories and also you're, you're on the wrong side kind of deal for both of them.
1: Yeah. So say there's a magical chakram and it's uh, like... um. I think it's like those wheels, like the two kind of wheel-shaped things that have a handle in the middle that you can, like, throw or...
0: Yeah, I played Kingdoms Kingdoms of Amalur, (laughs) Reckoning.
1: Yeah, but it's a kin-con-kin. You shorten it to just kin or chakra.
0: Oh, uh, what I was going to suggest was perhaps each of all is, like, uh, some gauntlets that shoot arrows. Mm. What if this is a legendary weapon that's an arrow that shoots gauntlets? (laughs)
1: Like fists?
0: Yeah. Kenconken. Ken. Oh, well, if you go down, if you just Google image search Kenconken, Ken, like fourth row is like anime woman, but. Oh, yeah? Kenconken. Ken, it's another anime woman that's in weapon. <laughs> Fantastica. How many anime girl legendary weapon animes are there? I.
1: I think, and there's a lot.
0: What is this one? Does this one have an Ichival? This one is, like, way more. It looks like there's an Ichival. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's like a mobile game. Yeah, so they're just kind of an outsider.
0: They are part of a rebel enclave. Oh, okay, But outsider, yeah. I think probably they approve of Ichival more now, but their relationship mm. is probably weird. Yeah. Because is doing, like, good outside of the Martian world. But Ichi Vault's still got ties there. They're not entirely cut off or anything. Right. So they probably have to fight Konkan sometimes. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's sort of like a Electra. Catwoman. woman.
0: Cat woman. It's good. Yeah. Both of those. Black cat. Is there a male version of this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think there is, which is a problem.
0: <laughs> Let's do some more villains or like along along the lines of villains, but also story art.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk arcs. So there's the origin story arc.
0: We've got some crossover arc with uh, Hildy. I think they probably had a comic for a while together. I okay. I do like thinking of it kind of similar to the, uh, the Green Lantern, Green Arrow mm. crossover comic. Only
1: this is fun because it's both just archer people. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Good. What if their comic is called Arrow to Arrow? That sounds too close to Jungle to Jungle
1: for me to approve that. Well,
0: I mean... It's a classic. <laughs>
1: what about a, an arc where it's a retelling of Moby Dick, but it's just Fall hunting whalebert f guns all over. Yeah. The battleship whale. Yeah. That okay. makes
0: sense that it's uh that it's just traveling the oceans and it, each of all is just I need to take care of this once and for all. <laughs> I created this monster and I have to end it. That's right. <laughs> now what what it's like some weapons got into a whale somehow.
1: Yeah, maybe whale fragments got into a whale. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. And instead of but... becoming a sexy anime girl, it became a <laughs> battleship.
0: What if there's like an not to do another guns all over arc again so soon? But what if uh some someone decides it's a good idea to put like tank treads on the whale, <laughs> and it's a it's a story arc called beached. <laughs> The whale comes back for revenge. It's like just terrorizing the land. What if it's a whole uh, like ocean revenge (laughs) like mini event? Like it doesn't have to be a full-fledged event, but it's large scale of like putting tank treads on sharks, (laughs) putting, you know, swordfish come out.
1: What if the dolphins rally everybody in the ocean together? Yeah. Because dolphins are secretly super intelligent and don't want to share the ocean with the martians anymore
0: that that's who's secretly behind it i guess it looks like the leader is whalebert but they're just the uh the puppet government the puppet leader for the dolphins that you find out
1: because i think that could start with a couple of heroes like Ichiball ball and somebody else just just wailing on some dolphins just punching them <laughs> and some passers-by like people on the beach stop and watch them And they're just kind of gruesomely, like, just punching these dolphins way well past what they needed. It's like, you're probably wondering how I got here.
0: (laughs) I I don't want to give everyone tank treads. So what if some of the, like, dolphins have, like, leg suits kind of deal? Like dolphin (laughs) tops, but it's, like, kind of like a cup with legs so that the dolphin can kind of swim in there and then, like, kind of arch up to, like... I like it. And they can control the lo- lasers. Mex. Yeah. Like, mix. I like the Johnny mex. Mnemonic Dolphin. That's a pretty good
1: beached. Beached. So, on the last episode, we sort of tried to figure out their political structure <laughs> of the Martians. Yeah. What if instead of a, an arc that's like replacing the King of the Martians, what if there is some sort of like a cult, but it's more politically based? I don't know, some group is trying to undermine Martian society through, like, cultural fights? I don't know what I'm trying to say. But it's something like, Martians are under attack, but it's not one you can punch. <laughs> so it's more of, like, a Martian noir story of, like, but who's spreading these lies? and
0: Okay. Like the, just like a political thriller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a 100-issue maxi-series about of the political machinations of martian culture that comes out weekly so it takes span over two years and boy you, did you need to keep up with that in order to know what's gonna happen next month's Vol comic because it's all about to come to a head you.
1: It's the Marsh in candidate.
0: Done. Put in a, <laughs> put it in a canister and send it over to the bank.
1: It's gotta be the dumbest thing I've written in quite a while. Is... And the amount of things you have to have in place for that to be
0: funny is good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so is it what I said? Like a hundred hundred issue maxi series about the political. <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could make a hundred issues. Even joking, oh, I, I could. See I really it being like, it.
1: like like a twelve issue run.
0: No, you need to like set up because because where are the readers? The readers have just seen before now, and where, where whenever this is published before now, all we've seen of the Martian culture is just like bits and pieces. We really yeah. need to establish all the characters, all their motivations, all the just boring political maneuvers they can do. See, House of Cards is interesting because you kind of know what's going on in Congress. You can kind of follow that. This needs like 20 or 30 issues before you could start doing (laughs) House of Cards type uh, political maneuverings. Uh, Neil Stevenson has a trilogy of books, which is not a trilogy. It's like eight books inside of three large books. (laughs) And though it's about... Like Leibniz and Newton and the scientific thinkers of around that time, whenever that was, like 1600s, 1600s, 1700s. And I was reading a review for one of the later books. And one of the later books was like, this is the showdown between Leibniz and Newton that needed all the previous books to really set the ground for (laughs) it's just i can't wait to really get into that so that's what that is is what i'm pitching to you here okay and i mean it's not like we gotta write it (laughs) no no but we should if we write a trilogy of books (laughs) we can use all of that lost episode because we'll really have to nail down that martian governmental structure (laughs) and the caste system and the weapons councils which are separate from the uh you know, just regular councils.
1: <laughs> Which makes it fun because the Martians then are like super political because of all the different intertwining groups and memberships. But oof.
0: Yeah, that's why it needs that 100 to be... issues to really...
1: I was going to say, it's going to be murder to try to just plot out the characters and their leanings with how many groups are at play. Yeah. Okay, I could, I could see it running 100 issues. It might be more you than 100
0: issues. I don't know, but <laughs> I guess... <laughs> I did say 100 issues it's, running weekly. <laughs>
1: it's 100 issues, but you, it, you have to get the companion book that explains what's going
0: on. Yeah, there's like a novel that like comes citations. out. Citations. Okay, cool. That one, That one's pretty good. The March Marchurian Candidate. <laughs> and really like what the actual, like a lot of it's mainly build up, but it's build up for basically a Martian retelling of the Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really just for the nerds. <laughs> oh, I can mostly follow this. I don't know what those hundred issues went on about and people that love the series went, but it was so good. <laughs> Please. Everyone slept on this. You have to read it.
1: It won't get renewed unless several thousand more people start <laughs> reading
0: them. Oh. I, I mean, I am the person that has five volumes of the familiar sitting over on my bookshelf. <laughs> Uh, five of the planned 27 volumes that I don't think are going to get made. That's
1: too much. It's much too much.
0: Yeah. Got any more arcs? Yeah. Maybe do some covers? I don't know.
1: Oh, I had an idea for a villain. Oh, go it ahead. just came back to me. Excalibur. Oh, yeah. Bring them back out. Yeah. Because Excalibur can control other weapons. So it'd be a fun series where each of all has to go in without any weapon and prove that they're a hero even without it
0: Mm, yeah i mean that's too much power to not be corrupted by
1: all that power
0: that's closer than that one time you did that where do you think Vedra falls now oh what if this is going off of a bit of the last episode okay Vedra went off and was missing Mm -hmm. what if Vedra never got found oh Vedra was still on mars when everything got left So someone, some alien, is exploring Mars and happens upon the weapon, Vedra, and gets that power. Sort of a a Beta Ray Bill Mm. type of uh, character. A completely different species that has one of the Martian weapons, and they're just doing their own thing. That could be
1: fun. Who would the alien race be, though?
0: Oh, I don't know. We can leave it at that for now and tap into it later as a potential storyline. Covers, comic with covers. Yeah, covers. So there's a the there's an early one of the uh, political spinoff that's got like the the architecture of the Martian government buildings just standing regal, and then th- that's important to set up because later one of the covers is like it's all decayed and ruined, you know, Sym- symbolism. That one was a very deep series.
1: <laughs> I think no one gave it a second thought. Cause they just thought it'd be boring. Yeah. And so they just didn't give a whole lot of oversight to the the writers. So they just went crazy with lots of little detail.
0: Yeah. Uh so the the Mar Marchurein Mar- candidate was like what it culminates in. What do you think that series was called? Oh man. It's got to be like epic and boring. <laughs> kind of like uh the title Crime and Punishment. You're like, oh, 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 that's, oh, okay. I was going
1: to, immediately the word uh, pearly gates came to mind mm-hmm. because pearls are underwater. But then that makes it sound like it's heaven. and yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's not.
0: I don't know. I'll think about it some. Yeah. Like uh, Ichivol standing on top of a submarine, kind of riding it, spear in hand, harpoon in hand, kind of like, I'll, I'll get you, you white whale. The uh, submarine isn't theirs. They're just kind of hitching a ride on it, maybe. Oh, I wonder if there's a very, very cool cover that I'm not going to do justice by describing it. But kind of like a mix between smoke and water, but just a very like wispy, liquidy tapestry of memories between Ichival and Ken Konkin. Like it's just kind of portraying a bunch of different scenes between them. I like that. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe a really cartoony cover that depicts fall dressed up like Robin Hood. It's just like a silly <laughs> offshoot. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's that's good.
1: Maybe it's a Halloween issue, and that was their costume.
0: Um, what about for the title of the political comic, Trials and Tribulations?
1: <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: Uh, oh, there's like, uh, what is the this Green Lantern Green Arrow cover? But for the two, but uh, kind of Hildy and Vol standing back to back, both of their bows drawn kind of towards the camera, for lack of a better word, yeah. towards the viewer. Or similar to this one, that one where they're actually Green Arrow and Green Lantern are both just kind of rushing into the camera. Mm. That one's pretty cool, too.
1: I just had an idea for one where it's young Ichival, and they're like maybe looking over their shoulder or something, and there's like three roped figures or something on the front, and it's for the truth seekers. Oh, yeah.
0: We should dive in more to them at some point, because I think they're fine on a surface level, but it'd be cool to get more about them.
1: Yeah. <gasps> <sighs> um.
0: What about uh, one where... I don't know. I just want to mimic this cover where Green Lantern says, "You have all the answers, Green Arrow." Well, what is your answer to that? And Green Arrow's face is shocked, and he says, "My ward is a junkie," and the foreground is Speedy shooting up with heroin. Oh, what you don't know about this Speedy? A... I
1: think I heard about Speedy having an issue. He has a drug but... problem.
0: Sorry, all my covers from now on are Green Lantern, and Green Arrow covers. <laughs>
1: oh that's a really gross like setup dc
0: attacks youth's greatest problem drugs <laughs> the top has a banner the shocking truth about drugs only 25 cents man comics are expensive now
1: i got one Nothing. more and it's You fall and they're swimming underwater and it's one of those where they're kind of looking around and they can't really see what's going on but the reader knows because they're like the camera's pulled back really far that there's just like giant rows of teeth behind them and, like a couple of eyes and it's just a really giant fish
0: mm. what if it's like mostly like a uh, black cover yeah, but yeah. the 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 eyes and teeth show up and then each is like the bioluminescence of them oh there you go and the comic cover glows in the dark <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
1: I was gonna go with foil, but glow in the dark. That's even fancier. There's
0: several variants.
1: Oh, okay. So they is a collector's edition. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that does sound good. I feel like we were very distracted tonight, but I think we got. I think we got <laughs> yeah. some very good stuff in there. Yeah, we want to wrap up. Yeah, let's uh, pumpkin wrap up. Oh yeah. As for the pumpkin wrapper contest, it is now over. Your entries are. Now bouncing off of the email, and you get an automatic rejection letter. No, we (laughs) haven't set it up to do that. I don't even know how you would set it up to do that unless uh, you're, you're, we told you the subject line was contest or something, but we didn't do that. We weren't that sophisticated. So we can't auto reject your emails, but the contest is closed. That's right. And we should be announcing a winner sometime soon. Not on this episode yet, but we are going to contact a winner and. Figure out what we're going to do um, story-wise. Yeah. Like, figure out if they want their story read on air or whatever. We'll, we'll be in contact with them and send them their stuff and whatnot. Yeah. But the contest is over. Do continue to create fan things if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would love to see them and whatever them, if you feel so inclined. Did you have anything?
1: I don't know. I don't know if I've really got any recommendations this week that stood out.
0: Um, I've got a recommendation this week. And as a Waypoint Radio, um, I've been getting behind on the podcast since I haven't had earbuds at work, but they've been doing a rewatch of the Purge movies, and Uh. they've had very good discussions on those. And I haven't watched the Purge movies, but since I have some foundational knowledge from the Sequel Rights podcast, (laughs) uh, it's easy to listen to them, deep dive into... Some of the political stuff and social stuff of those movies that the the sequel rights uh podcast got kind of kind of more into the the movie making side of stuff because they uh they're like movie type people, but uh they had like an editor on with them to discuss the movie, and that was really cool to get that side of stuff but I've been enjoying Waypoint radios. Like, kind of dive into the philosophy and political side of stuff. And they're always very good for that type of stuff in games and whatnot. Oh, my voice is okay for that bit. I think you're good. Yeah. This is True Grit. Signing off. Is True Grit the name of a character or... I haven't seen that movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's just, I think, I turn a phrase
0: about the character. And truly, I thought we were going to find the True Grit. But the True Grit (laughs) was in me all along.
1: The True Grit was... The La Beef we made along the way.
0: Was oh, that that movie? I think La so. Beef. Isn't that? Dang, have I seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> you did,
1: yeah. I think that's the La Beef movie.
0: I don't remember anything about that movie. Oh really? I just remember I it's think a it's western. Partially, I think it partially takes place in Oklahoma. Oh, and then yeah. they like they're having one break. It's like at the end of the movie, and everyone's kind of sad because they didn't get what they were looking for. You know, it's yeah. years later. They're just having breakfast. And then an old man lights up and he goes, I got it. These were the true grits all along. And he <laughs> shovels more grits into into his mouth. Do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I think
1: we've recommended them before. But go check out Okie Comics on com. It's Oklahoma Comics that are made about the state it's kind of cool
0: can you get it if you're outside yeah
1: well you can read them online oh you can
0: read them online cool
1: yeah yeah they've got comics online i think yeah yeah the issues are free and you can just go click the stories they've got and it's not like a single voice it's like a lot of the creators working together Mm -hmm. on it it's like one of my favorites was the story behind our state song and it's just really goofy and it mentions usao but uh yeah, it's really fun.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. what's the state song one called? What issue is that one? Into? It's in
1: issue three, and it's called "How Oklahoma Became Our State Song" by Hollywood. But yeah, our uh, our show art was by Lisa Prather. Find her Instagram dot com slash Lisa Prather art, or on our website LisaPratherArt dot com.
0: Yeah, you can email us comments, questions, timeline concerns. <laughs> show at gmail.com you can also just send us a tweet just kind of at, at Show or use our hashtag that one if you don't tweet directly at us it's a chance to be missed but we try to search that occasionally.
1: The defendant has asked that if you are sending in additional uh, evidence of Daniel being very bad at keeping timelines straight uh, you know just to make sure that the jury doesn't you know get affected by the whatever new
0: knowledge you bring i up. mean we had on-air evidence that i didn't know the timeline <laughs> in my own story because it was uh 30 34 weeks ago that i said it happened five years ago that's <laughs> ah, all right I mean, i'm also on twitter separately from Double Issue at quentin bongrats.
1: Yeah, and I'm on there as at Gwer, Yeah. G-Y-W-A-I-R.
0: And I've got a poll going on right now, and you still have time to vote by the time this is out. I have asked, uh, the Harry Potter films, Halloween movies or Christmas movies?
1: Oh, yeah, I think I already voted yeah. in that.
0: You replied. You're trying to spoil the vote, I see. But uh, just go ahead and vote. Don't read Daniel's reply until after you have voted. <laughs> Twitter's a
1: democracy.
0: I hear they're uh, taking away the poll because of Trump. A song. Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. It was used and shortened under its Creative Commons license, and you can find it at freemusicarchive.org.
1: Oh, which reminds me, we are under the Creative Commons license. Yeah,
0: by attribution, share alike. Yeah. So, that, and that refers to all of our episodes. We never say it, but... All of our episodes can be reproduced and redistributed however you need to as long as you attribute us and pass along that license. You can use any of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So make a remix where Daniel says, I like butts. I like butts. (laughs) Do the whole Sir Mix-A-Lot song with Daniel uh, saying words from various episodes. If you need uh, (laughs) a... Go ahead and tweet me any words you need to complete that and I will try to make (laughs) Daniel say them organically like the word anaconda he probably has not said yet, but I'll write it into a story.
1: What, the word anaconda?
0: Got it. So that probably completed it and so you can do a Daniel Sir mix thing. You just need to attribute this podcast and share it in the same manner that we have done here under the same license. Uh, What are we doing next week? Alternate? Uh,
1: Alternate. So we're going to do an alternate version of the stories that we've written prompts for. Or, well, use prompts alternately than how we used them before.
0: Redo. Woo. So join us for those stories in about a week. Yeah. And we'll see you next time because we see you every time you listen. We're watching you. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 we take
1: no pleasure in watching you all the time. I do, even when you're sleeping. I take pleasure in it. Oh, but I, I, I don't necessarily. But Quentin does.
0: I, I want to give you a joke that I've like mostly constructed, but I, I can't quite determine the wording of it, and I'm gonna give it to you in like a vague way. Okay. So you know that joke? Why I was six afraid of seven? Right because 789. Seven, i mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a way you say that joke in a Yoda voice to subvert the punchline and it becomes 678. <laughs> and I don't quite know what way to construct the question in order to, you know, have that really pay off in the most way.
1: I see this being a great stand-up bit because then you could set it up like, you know, uh, Yoda tried to do stand-up Yeah, it didn't work out. And you just go from there.
0: Where do you go from there to get you to the connective tissue that is the punchline? Yeah. That's what I need, the question.
1: Um, let me see. Because I feel
0: like in asking the question, Yoda, the teller, needs to first remind you about that other joke. So I was thinking it needs to be something similar to, but something along the lines of, it was not six who needed to fear seven or whatever, something like that, you know? <laughs> right. Maybe maybe incorporate, since you're doing it from POV Yoda, uh, maybe incorporate fear. Fear leads to...
1: <laughs> fear leads to the dark side.
0: Fear leads to anger. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Why
1: <laughs> you know who else would had fear?
0: <laughs> Why did six so suffer <laughs> at the hands of seven? <laughs> I don't know there's some there's some joke in there that subverts the classic seven eight nine joke, <laughs> and you tell it in a Yoda voice, so if anyone wants to construct that and do it, if I leave this in the podcast. <laughs> Six, seven, eight.